Hello and welcome. My name is Tim. I am Axio. And I am Durfy Durfy. And this is Go Mode, a Link to the Past randomizer podcast. How are you guys doing? Uh, <laughs> nice things up. Uh, not sure what to answer <laughs> for both of us. I like it. Uh, I'm a little uh, bit you under first. the weather, uh, as you can maybe hear. Uh, I caught a little bit of a cold and uh, I barely made it, but uh, I think I'm on on the on the up and up again. It's it's going, you know, it's going upwards. Getting better every day. Dang. Well, definitely good to hear that you're getting better. Sorry you're not not feeling well. No, oh, thank you. Axe, what about you? What's going on, man? Uh, well, I've just been driving all over the eastern part of the United States, so I'm a little a little tired. But uh, you know, let's let's uh, talk some randomizer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rando is always is always here for us. Uh, always here to entertain. And um, we we got into quite a bit of kind of community talk last time. Uh, this time you know, we're we're itching to get back into those dungeons, and we don't have a whole lot of them left, so we really want to savor that time. So we're just going to do a quick lightning round, talk about a couple things that have been going on around the community in the last couple of weeks, um, and then we will ascend Dark Death Mountain. Uh, but Axe, why don't you uh, kick it off with uh, some interesting community news? <laughs> oh boy. Um, so hopefully this will not take up everything from last time, but there was a uh, another message that was sent about the uh, everybody's favorite thing, the auto tracker. So I'm... Uh, pulling it up here and this is from uh from mentos man and this was uh i think last week the gist of it is that uh, auto tracking is going to be banned from all speedruns live races that do not have auto tracking listed in the goal until further notice um they have been you know listening to community feedback um 60 over 60 percent of the issues that were raised was the availability of the auto trackers ability to mark items in dark rooms um but once they fix that they're gonna take another look at universal race allowance both for convenience's sake and accessibility's sake and uh you know they know that people are working on this and there's a lot of interest and uh you know they wanted to say thanks for everybody actually uh filling it out there uh they do have a document that has Kind of the results of the survey and just to summarize that yeah and we'll we'll throw quick. a link up for you as well if you like to uh follow along in the episode description mm-hmm. so the question is essentially just like how do you feel about auto trackers uh and one of the columns says as is you know as in would accept right now then one says yes with changes um you know means they would accept the auto tracker if some changes were made another one says no even with changes Another one says never competitive. Yeah. Another one says other. So those are the, like the answers to these questions. And they questions. had 302 survey responses. And an overwhelming majority, um, about 234 out of those 302, said either yes as is or yes with some changes. With only a very small number saying uh, that no, that this is unacceptable. There were 10 people that said no even with changes and 28 saying never in competitive play and another thing i like about this is they've they seem to have uh divvied it out into people who play daily 
people who play weekly, monthly, tournaments only, or never slash rarely. So you're getting an idea of, you know, the people who are playing constantly, like how does this affect them versus people who like just like to watch, you know, like how does that affect just watching, which I think is something that's absolutely important to consider when there's such a large community around just, you know, watching on Twitch and YouTube these these tournaments and things. Yeah, interestingly, so if you sum up the people who... Actually, you know, so there were two hundred survey response or three hundred and two survey responses. Only a hundred and two people fell into what they called the competitive total. That is the people who regularly play. And in that community, uh, seventy let's call it seventy percent said either yes as is or yes with changes. Um, so it's actually fair. You know, it's not as overwhelmingly uh, positive, I think, as the overall result because. Uh, the never rarely group, I think, was much much more in favor, but it still generally shows a pretty big, you know, swell of support for having it. Just maybe, you know, needing some uh, some modification. Yeah, and I don't I don't know if you even noticed these uh, tabs on the bottom. They actually have other feedback, and you have some kind of full responses to what people think about this this issue, um, and then a full list of reasons that people have given. So. Um, we won't go into all of those, but we'll definitely link this document. And really interesting to get everybody's takes on on all of that. <laughs> I um, actually see I my say, response in here. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> um, I have to say, I you know, speaking of that, I feel like our response here on the show was, you know, from from kind of talking to people afterwards uh, and and now reading these lists, you know, pretty much kind of more or less sort of different colors of how the community felt about it too. It's kind of interesting to read these responses. Uh, I don't want to like spend the time to read through all 30 of them, but some of them, I'm not sure. Do you know what they're ordered by? I the numbers. Do not. I think it's just the submission. Yeah, it's probably, probably just like the submission, like yeah. the way it was. Okay, okay, because because I, I can I can literally read mine out. Mine was I did not have a chance to try it before it was removed. <laughs> okay, so. that's fair. Because some of these, <laughs> like someone someone here writes, features deemed permissible at like auto tracking should be moved into the in-game HUD. That way, everyone always has them. Which, you know, sounds like a good idea in theory, but is obviously absolutely not a thing kind that can be the done. Sky. <laughs> that is not easy. <laughs> Pretty tough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I agree. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'd like, it would be, Maybe like, we'll if that was easily possible, that would be great. That would be the best Ideal. thing to do. You just open your menu and you have everything there. But, mm-hmm. I mean, essentially, that, that, that kind of is what your in-menu is, right? At least as far yeah. as item tracking goes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is your item tracker, but it doesn't have anything beyond that. Yeah, it doesn't have a I, map tracker or anything. I guess you could try to add the checks to the map in the game. Maybe overlay them with that. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a real headache, though. I uh, mean, the question is, would be, yeah. I, I think the the yeah. I think for this, I'm I'm not sure. Like as I was saying, like for the auto auto tracking items part, it, essentially the game already does that. And uh, as far as the map tracking is concerned, I think it's more about which location is available. I guess you could overlay a map tracker over the map somehow if this was somehow possible to do. Yeah, but that would that's be, the only thing I could think of. That yeah, would, that would pretty much put everyone on level playing field. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it would it would take the whole tracker conversation completely out of the picture since the thing is in game. Yeah, the thing is with that that uh, then. 
it actually starts becoming kind of a skill because if you have to check your map tracker a lot, you're losing time in game. Uh, if you have to yeah, check your map tracker now, you're not losing any time unless yeah. you're walking into walls like yours truly. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the other interesting thing is that they also have a tab that goes through the reason list why people wanted to delay. Thir- so the largest group, and this they had 92 people who gave reasons. Uh, 35 of those 92, so just over a third, said basically it was just availability. Just be- you know, they said, look, because it's only available in this very narrow universe, that's why we're objecting to this. Um, the next highest group was people concerned about the dark room situation. Uh, which, you know, I'm understanding they're planning on fixing anyway, so that would take out that. And then there was the next largest group, uh, 14 people, just said straight up, there should never be any auto map tracking. Um, All of the other responses combined, uh, those 26 were just a variety of of different things uh, and kind of all over the place, but not a lot of people responded in those categories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shoutouts to those real purists out there that just like <laughs> say no, no one should be able to use a tracker ever, or uh, else I you're think, not playing yeah, the game. Four, yeah. four people, no map trackers at all. <laughs> yeah, just like wow. never do Shout this. Get out of here. I'm by the way, I'm never, I never personally play the game, but I just think you should never be able to use a map yeah. tracker or anything <laughs> I, like I, that. I will say, yeah. most of those responses came from people in the rarely and never race category. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. And I don't mean to uh, kind of crap on those people. <laughs> no, obviously they not. They may not have an accurate picture of what everyone is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they seem to have weighted that in some way. I think people that play more often, maybe their opinion went a little bit further. I'm not I, positive on that, but sort of looks like they were doing something like that. Or at least unofficially, kind of like we are. I mean, they you were, know? yeah, they were probably, yeah. they wouldn't have, like, uh, you know, categorized it out into uh, how often do you play and competitive versus non-competitive, even though I personally argue about their, you know, uh, definition of competitive or what yeah. they chose to use as their criteria for what they consider competitive, I guess. I would guess they probably purposely left it vague, mm-hmm. but I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, like, you know, there's a thing to be said for someone who plays, like, ten races a day. They are competitive. But then I think someone who only plays in tournaments and, uh, you know, gets far or wins them, mm-hmm. uh, they don't play a lot, but they are also competitive because they're very that's, good. That's yeah. a very good point. And you can also be someone who, you know, plays in tournaments or plays a lot and just isn't very good Mm -hmm. but i'd say they're still trying to be competitive yeah exactly it really it's very it's a very subjective thing so i think if they waited it somehow i hope they did it in like a smart way which is easier said than done yeah i mean as a a former ultimate frisbee player a shout out to any people out there listening who uh have played some ultimate uh we had that conversation all the time about what is competitive and what isn't because Ultimate Frisbee always had a big uh, confluence of people who just wanted to play for fun and people who wanted to play to, you know, win tournaments and get accolades and et cetera. And so it was always a big uh, friction element. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so her, we were talking a little bit before you mentioned you had something sort of related to mm-hmm. all of this auto tracker stuff that you so, wanted to talk about. Yeah, I, uh, I'll try to make it short and keep it short and we can discuss it a little bit, but let's try to not make this another auto tracker episode. <laughs> <All> <laughs> but, right. uh, I found out today that the French tournament is going to be allowing auto tracking apparently. So it's not going to be officially, like, you know, rando official tournament tournament legal because that one's a big while out. But apparently the first community-run tournament, and, you know, the French community, not the biggest community, but still it is uh, an official community, I would say. Mm. And they're the first to go, yep, we're allowing this, so you're free to use an auto-tracker if you want to. Well, kudos to them for for having the uh, the guts to test it out and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is awesome. Do we have any idea what sort of number? I mean, I, I don't know how you even define the numbers of yeah, community, I, you know. But like, I mean, I wonder what sort of scale this is going to be at this this tournament. Uh huh. I I personally really don't know. I can't even yeah. really speak to the German tournament, even though you know it feels like I should know <laughs> that. But I, I can't even tell you how many people are in that, and I know even less about the French tournament. Uh, I could probably figure it out. So I like if you guys want, I can ask some people, and we can maybe put it in the description or something. Yeah, but yeah. Wait, we'll put something in the description mm-hmm. about the uh, the the French community. We can definitely link to it. Yeah, that's for sure. Absolutely. Cool. Well, this is a, a great way to plug, uh, you know, even, even if you don't speak French, it might be interesting to watch some of those races just to see how, uh, you know, people uh, react to the auto tracking and see if the play is any different. Mm-hmm. And if, yeah, it's, uh, I... if it's anything okay. like the past, I just wanted to mention that if it's anything like the past, the higher profile matches might even be uh, restreamed and commentated in English as well. So That's even, true. Could, uh, yeah. you know, if you can't understand some of the earlier matches, maybe later on you can find some of the higher profile matches on the Speed Gaming channel somewhere. Yeah, because I know, didn't they restream the finals in, I think, was it French, German, and Spanish? I mean, they do have uh, a couple of uh, foreign language restreams that they use for, you know, the main tournament and the English tournament so that uh, people of other languages can watch them too. But this is kind of the reverse situation where the tournament is mainly held in French and probably also mainly commentated in French. Mm-hmm. And then right, it was more of a trying to get an idea of what you know. If, obviously, if there's a restream in French or German or Spanish or Swedish mm-hmm. or Chinese or whatever, that indicates there is enough of a community there to be some desire for it. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, so I was just trying to use that as a gauge to figure out, like, okay, like how big of a community we're talking. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Any other thoughts about the uh, the tracking or, or French community or anything like that? No, I think it's we're all good. We, no, we, I'm just kidding. We <laughs> pretty much uh, got it all out of the system, I would say. Cool. Okay. So one other thing that I wanted to make sure that we, we talked about a little bit is this. Uh, we've mentioned it briefly in the past, but uh, ALTTPR League. Um, this is a community-run uh, tournament, essentially, but rather than being individuals facing off against each other in a group round or a bracket, uh, there's basically teams of people um, that compete on behalf of their league, of their team. There's people that compete on behalf of their team uh, in a league together, not unlike maybe like a bowling league or something like that. So um, wanted to, I guess, mention this because I've seen a lot of folks uh, on Twitter and, and in some of the discords um, talking about this. And... A lot of familiar names that you saw from, you know, later stages of the tournaments uh, who seem to be getting really into this and participating in it. And uh, 
commentating and helping to run this tournament. So um, we've sort of glossed over it in the past, but I wanted to just come back and mention this. They have their own website, uh, alttprleague.com. We'll link that in the description. Um, just wanted to kind of, you know, recommend that everybody go check that out. Uh, check out some of these matches. It looks like they have them pretty much nightly, almost two a day now. Um, so, yeah, go, go check that out. Have you guys heard anything about uh, ALTTPR League? What I have heard is some of the team names are amazing. So, uh, you know, shout outs to some real creativity from the team names. Like, uh, if you're aim, we'll do an interview if we win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there's some good stuff going on there. I do have a couple of personal friends playing in here. Uh, team. Uh, team 4K, 4th, and Forehead is full of my friends, Act the Boker, Jam, and Korek. Uh, I think we've nice. got uh, a fellow tournament admin, Samuel Tender, playing in uh, Sphere, whatever that means. Smiley, like glass face. I, I, you I know think what? That's, that's an infinity. Sphere Unlimited, whatever, you know. Okay. Sphere Infinity. Infinite. Infinity, yeah, that makes more sense. That's the word okay. I was looking for. Um. <laughs> There's a couple other people that I know. Ultima and Two Pearl to Furious is a good friend of mine. So uh, yes. I keep I keep like passively, you know, like passively smoking. I keep like passively absorbing information about it, despite not being part of it. Yeah, um, it's a really cool idea. I like it how the the team setup works, um, and I also like that they use for any fans of I'm an American, so I'm going to say soccer and. Any non-Americans out there can cringe, <laughs> but um, you know the, the the football standard then of you know three points for a win, one point for a draw, zero points for a loss. Although I don't know how quite exactly you would get a draw in this setup because it's three people on each team. But yeah, that's a good question. I mean, if if it goes one-one and then the last game draws, it, it's happened before. Yeah. Just to, um, you know, have a rule for it in place, I guess. Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it is It is kind of cool to see. Um, so, right now, the, uh, the the divisions are Lake Hylia and Death Mountain. And Death Mountain appears to be uh, more... Uh, well, actually, they're both pretty even, because they're only about three games in. But Death Mountain, you've got Team... I don't speak Japanese, so I don't know what those characters say, but team That's three That's definitely some sort of meme right there. It's, <laughs> it, it's like making a little character or something. Do you see it? There's Is like it? Two, it there's just, the eyes. I, I mean, it just looks like don't. Japanese to me. Yeah. Let me put it in Google Translate. Uh, I also just, because I just saw the team name, hang on, let me scroll back. I love French Canadians. I just wanted to say we have to go back, Tim. We have to go back. And correct, every time that we say French tournament, we have to say the Francophone tournament, or everyone will be oh. so mad oh, at us. Yeah. Oh, God, I, I didn't even think of that. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> we oh, are what? sorry, all of the French Canadians <laughs> out there. Um, apologize profusely. Please don't bombard us with poutine. Or, We're so you know, sorry. I'll see what I can do. Quebec is a I nice might be place. able to throw something in there. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, so that that is Japanese for great. It's sugoi. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so that okay. was my bad. <laughs> man, what have you been smoking? I thought I was oh, the only man. smoker on the podcast. Oh, man. Come on. Come on now. Um, so, yeah, ALTTPRLeague.com. Uh, definitely check that out. I'm going to go ahead and 
choose a team that is my favorite team right now. I don't know any of the personalities, any of the people on any of the teams, uh, but just based on their name alone, shout outs, last locationers, I'm rooting for you. Let's do this. You guys right. got it. <laughs> and I'm putting myself down as a uh, Titans Myths lover, as someone who has been screwed over by the Titans Myths many a time in a race. I'm hoping that uh, my bad luck will transform into good luck if I cheer for them. So, Titans Myths. Good luck out there. And I'm pleading awesome. the fifth. Too many <laughs> friends involved in uh, different teams. I can't root for anyone. That's fair. I'm, I'm just a fan of the fan of everybody. Fan <laughs> of the I game. love everybody equally. Yeah. <laughs> the most boring person in the room. <laughs> yeah. Pick, pick a side, you coward. <laughs> now, now watch um, the Titans Mints go on like a you know six game losing streak and. I'm responsible for their you know, well, failure. Just more satisfying when they, you know, dig their way out and they have that uh, Cinderella underdog story, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, so ALTTPR League. Cool thing. Everybody go check it out. Yep. All right, guys. Well, we have collected all seven crystals, and you know what that means. Oh. Go ahead and get your guesses in. It's time for the Ganon's Tower Big Key Guessing Game. You guys are going to have to go really quick and also travel backwards in time to when we're recording this to get your guesses in. Mm-hmm. You have to yes. figure it out. That being said, I do think we should make guesses here. <laughs> in terms so, of how long it'll take us to uh, go through the... To get through this episode or, uh, finally? Oh, God. Yeah, okay. No, not a bad idea. I was thinking we'd just do a random number generator at the end and see if any of us get it. <laughs> oh, God. So oh, let's get great. our guesses in now. Uh, all right, so I being in, the, uh, the trolley guy, I'm gonna go with uh, fire bar rooms. So that would be, well, I guess it would depend on which way we go. So yeah. I'm just gonna say nine and hope that that's the fire bar room. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. Um, go I, ahead, Herc. Why are you making? I want to pick. I want to pick last. Why are you making <laughs> me do this? Uh, <laughs> Okay, so traditionally when this was still a thing and when I didn't feel dead inside about old memes, <laughs> I uh, used to pick eight, which is the fireball room, coincidentally, so you pick wrong X, thank you for Damn that. It. Uh, it only is if you go uh, the two chests on the right side and then uh, all the way left side as far as I'm well, aware. Well, so, you know, I assume that they would check the uh, you know tile room first because it's mm -hmm. a really high high value check so mm -hmm, my nine mm -hmm. is still okay okay so i'm going with eight okay i am going to say 16 i'm typing 16 okay i don't know right now. i don't know what that is what room that is i don't either but yeah we'll we'll figure it out together okay so it also uh, yeah we we also really uh whatever it doesn't matter <laughs> okay i'm going i'm going to back up and just sort of explain what's going on um, for the consideration of folks who maybe aren't, you know, people who watch these tournament races that are on YouTube. But uh, traditionally, what we like to do here um, when we're watching these races is when we get to Ganon's Tower, um, you know, this is randomizer. Uh, all that we're looking for in a perfect situation, um, usually, is the big key. There are 22 different places that it could be, uh, different chests spread around the, you know, main area of Ganon's Tower. Uh, you are hoping to find that big key as quickly as you can so that you can run up the hall and go face Aghanim 2 and Ganon and beat the game. For most game modes, that is. So, 
because of this, it became popular for uh, commentators, you know, commentating on races to say, okay, we're coming up to Gannon's Tower. Everyone get your guesses in. Where do you think the big key is going to be? And you could pick any number between 1 to 22, uh, and then wherever the big key was found, you know, say it was the 5th chest or the 17th chest, that was the number that won. And I think there was even like a running tally of people who had managed to guess right, and, you know, there was a leaderboard and stuff like that, which is which is kind of cool. Um, but uh, as, as Herf mentioned, he's a little more jaded about it, because this was something that was brought on pretty early in the scene, and it's just persisted, and... I, I think, you know, people love it. It's a way for, uh, you know, it's a way to interact with the race, even though you're just watching. Um, it's sort of a neat little kind of, you know, it's something that can equalize a race in, in a New York minute. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But um, yeah, the Gannon's Tower Big Key guessing game. Um, what are you guys' experience with this sort of thing? I mean, I think it's fun. And I think when it's in the moment, it's fun. As you were saying, it's, uh, you know, you get, you kind of get to participate in the race itself as a viewer. You kind of, you know, get to interact with it. That's kind of what make it, makes live streaming what it is, right? You get to interact with the stuff that you see in some way. And a lot of streaming is just, especially these tournament matches, it's just you watching like a sports broadcast where people are doing stuff and some other people are talking about what the people that are doing stuff are doing. And there's no way for you to really interact with it. I, I guess the viewers are interacting with each other. But the big key guessing game, so that, that and that I can see how it's fun. But as you were saying, if you're a behind the scenes person or someone who is regularly involved with it on the doing side, you would just get kind of jaded about it. Yeah, as, as someone who has done commentary, the... Uh... You know, I've, I've, I think on one of the matches I commentated, I've, I was like, oh yeah, big key guessing game happens now. Okay, it's done. S sorry, everybody. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the times it's just, you know, it breaks the flow of what you're trying to say or what your commentary partner is trying to say. And if you finish your thoughts, then suddenly you have like a four second guessing game because they're already at the entrance to GT. And then you're like, all right, thanks for guessing, guys. I guess four people got their numbers in. Well... I like it. So anyway. I mean, I, I like it too. Um, it's it's something uh, something fun, but I do agree with Herf that maybe for for folks who want to look a little behind the curtain, that doing all that and having the uh, you know winner announced and all all that uh, you know all the infrastructure behind that is fairly uh, intensive to do. So it's. Uh, <laughs> It's not yeah. that bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, yeah. let's not get too well, into it. Yeah, but. sorry. I'll I'll, uh, I'll put my little walking stick away and you know <laughs> let the kids back on my lawn. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay, so as as I mentioned, uh, as we led up to this, um, you do need seven crystals to get inside of Ganon's Tower. Um, that is going to be the case for any single mode. You cannot get into Ganon's Tower. Uh, any way that we know of without seven crystals and if you could it would be a major glitch i guess you can with a major glitch but you gotta have seven crystals so that's that's a non-starter um you also can one, an entrance well, randomizer yeah it's gonna say entrance rando but that's a oh different yeah ball wax. so almost yeah, all modes i guess <laughs> fair 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 normally when we do these walkthroughs you know as we've said time and time again we're talking about either open or standard yeah um you know yeah so yeah so yeah you're gonna need all those crystals um 
And if you can at all sort of plan it so that the last crystals that you get are on either Death Mountain or Dark Death Mountain, it's going to save you potentially a trip going up and back down and back up the mountain. Um, so, you know, saving Turtle Rock for last, very popular move. If you can work it out like that, you're in go mode and you haven't been to Turtle Rock yet, that's great. Um, uh, same thing with Hera. And, and I mean, Tower of Hera is literally right there. So you can just, you know, do that one last and then mirror. And now you're going into Ganon's Tower. So another thing to think about when you're routing out what crystals you're going to do in what order. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to say that uh, Turtle Rock is usually the case. It feels like anyway. I mean, it doesn't always work out like that, of course, especially not if Turtle Rock is a pendant. But uh, Tower of Hera is significantly harder to keep as your as your last dungeon. It's so perfect because you just basically, you know, you walk there in the Dark World, you mirror back to uh, Tower of Hera from Ganon's Tower entrance, and then you just walk back into the portal and you're right there. But usually, yeah, it doesn't happen that often. It, it just yeah. it opens up so early in the game that it will be foolish to completely ignore it until the end because more often than not, it'll have something that you need. Yeah, and you're probably going to go up there for like Paradox Cave or mm -hmm. Super Bunny, you know, things like that, so... Yeah, definitely true. I think I've had that happen like once where Hera was still still. Yeah. Open. Yeah. Usually, I I don't. I, I think maybe I've had that happen once. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. So in terms of uh, you know, at at this point, you're gonna have to do your your Death Mountain climb, whether you've done it already or not. Let's say you're in Go mode and you're going up to Ganon's Tower. What is the fastest way to get from the bottom of the mountain up to uh, Ganon's Tower? Well, Tim, my question back to you is, how trolly do the dead rocks slash squirrels <laughs> feel today? Let's let's assume that I'm playing out of my mind like I never do, and I'm not I'm not activating any of them. Okay, okay. so hang on. While Axe's question is valid and probably the more important one, I also have a question that I want to direct back at you, uh, which Shoot. is, has Turtle Rock been open before or not? Oh, um, no. Okay. The next, go ahead. You were you were going to say something. Oh God! Well, now that's a bit of a wrinkle <laughs> because, and and the reason that Herf brought that up is a good one. Is so in a case where you do have great dead rock lock and turtle rock is open, fastest way to go is to just beeline over and take that turtle rock portal, and that's your way to go. And the reason we say the dead rocks matter is because. You can get trolled by those dead rocks and have them block your way, but if you don't have that happen, that is the fastest. Uh, if that's not the case, though, it gets a little bit, uh, you know, trickier where you can talk about going up um, to East Death Mountain with the hook shot and then use the Dark World portal there and go through Super Bunny Cave, um, or the really, really... Uh, kind of slow way which is you go you know all the way to the start of the mountain you climb all the way up the staircase you mirror over to Hera you hammer the east death mountain pegs and then you go up the turtle rock uh, portal I don't know why you'd ever do that third one I guess maybe if you didn't have uh, the hook shot but um, you know you that's a very uh, bold way to go because <laughs> you will need the hook shot to finish tower or the uh, Ganon's tower climb unless you can hover. Mm -hmm. That is true, and that is actually an excellent transition into our next topic, 
which are the items that are we kind of have to kind of have to be careful about how we describe these the items that may or may not be needed to get in and or complete ganon's tower um <laughs> So I think that covers it. Uh, uh, that sounded pretty, sounded pretty good. Pretty diplomatic. Mm-hmm. Um, so the hook shot is one of those. You you will need the hook shot to beat the game uh, because you will need it to get across the final pit in between Moldorm 2 and Agat 2 um, at the very end of the dungeon. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can hover, you don't need to worry about that, but few people can. So for most people, that's just going to be hook shot required. Um, now here are some items that you might be able to get there without, and this, some of these might surprise some people. The flute, that's not that unsurprising, but the mirror, I think a lot of people assume the mirror is just kind of one of those given go mode items. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if swamp is not a crystal and, you know, a few other, um, situations match up, you can definitely get there without mirror. Uh, same is true for the bow. If Eastern and Pod are both pendants, there's a chance you might not need the bow at all. So you can actually make it there without it. Uh, red cane, fire rod, the boots. These are all commonly thought of as needed, required go mode items. And often they are, but occasionally you might not need them. And you might not even need them to beat the whole game. Mm-hmm. So you've, you've got to be... There, there's a lot of things going to that. We'll, we'll touch on some of that. Yeah, I... Uh... This was very recently. I played a seed, and it was the first seed I'd ever played where you did not need Fire Rod. And uh, I gotta tell you, climbing Death Mountain with that, or not Death Mountain, um, Ganon's Tower with that Fire Rod, it just totally messes with your mind because you're like, all right, I'm gonna pull the Fire Rod and use it on the Gibdos, and oops, that's right, I don't have it. Yeah. Yeah, there's, uh, there, but it is possible to get through without all of these things. Another one that's really tough is the Mirror, right? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, especially when you finish left side and it's like, all right, I guess I'm done. Need to go do right side. Like it adds quite a bit of time if you have to actually haul back up, you know, there's a little shortcut, but still it's the mirror catches people off guard. I think now I will say the bow you do have to have to beat the game. So if you don't have the bow and you get up to Ganon's tower, you're going to have to find it somewhere before you're able to get any higher up Ganon's tower in the second phase. Um, So that is another sort of caveat there, but Items, it's it's crucial to be able to identify when you're in go mode based on what's a crystal and what's a pendant and what you may or may not need once you get to Ganon's Tower to be able to beat the game. Yeah, and the bow is especially one that I want to point out as uh, being like a potential super troll item because, you know, everyone jokes about it, but for all we know, the bow could be locked somewhere inside G- uh, GT. Right. Yeah, and that's that's a killer it's yeah. one of those things that almost never happens, but it, it when it does, it catches everyone off guard because no one checked there. You know? Yeah, I uh, I had a seed once where I forget what, I, I think it was the boots. So we'll get to it in a second, but you could need the boots. And uh, the boots actually were in GT, and I made the mistake of leaving GT to go look for the boots, uh, which was a very huge mistake, and I think it was in the tournament, and I ended up... Uh, I think that was a fall of fire. Yeah, it was a fall of fire match. I remember that. And I went yeah. from being like, I'm actually maybe on the bubble to qualify. And because I did that, it was like, no, you have no chance now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's There's a couple of things that can be really bad like that, where you get into a GT without an item that you normally would think you'd have or would normally need. And then it turns out the item is hidden in GT. As you said, uh, the boots are a good example, and the bow 
there's a classic uh, bow behind ice armos meme <laughs> that everyone loves or hates oh. depending on if you're the player or the watcher pull out right. those boomerang strats yeah, guys exactly we'll try to uh dig that meme up for the masses in the description there yeah. if it's not down there sorry sorry i couldn't find it yeah we'll figure something <laughs> out all right cool okay so uh let's talk as we always do about chess items and keys uh there are 27 item locations 20 items uh your dungeon trash which is compass and map the big key obviously and four small keys but guess what Nobody cares about any of that because all we care about, as I told you before, is this big key hunt. Uh, unless you are not in go mode, you know, it, again, one of those situations where, like, you don't have the bow, uh, you don't have hookshot, you're looking through Ganon's Tower to find those so that you're finally in go mode and you can go up. Once you find that big key, you peel out and you go immediately up the tower. Uh, you are not concerned with any extra items. Uh, now, that's not to say that you won't maybe find some handy items along the way as you're looking for the big key. And I think there's even some situations that will highlight where it might be worth it to check one or two more chests if you're already there, if you're lacking some items. But basically that whole like 27 item item locations and 20 items, you can pretty much forget all that because all that really matters is that number 22 and you want your number to be as low as possible. One small caveat to that whole thing I want to mention is that you don't want to go immediately after you find the big key. You also want to take a quick peek at your small key counter. Yes. Yep. Yes. Thank you. Don't yes. uh, don't make that mistake mm -hmm. of uh, not going up GT without any small keys because you will get to the room with the mini homosars and then go, oh crap, I can't go any further yeah. because I'm missing a small key. So don't don't do that, guys. Yeah, I very nearly did that in my most recent run just a few days ago. It was uh, <laughs> it was a close one. I, I missed the key under a skull or something like that, I think. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. Anyway, um, cool. So, yeah, uh, this is, you know, you're just going to be going through Ganon's Tower, trying to find this big key. There are a few different paths that you can take to try to figure this out. Um, and there's one that's really pretty popular that we'll kind of be using for our walkthrough. But before we do that, we want to kind of highlight some of the other paths that you might want to consider that you've maybe heard of before um some somebody give me a non-traditional ganon's tower big key uh path you mean like super non-traditional or or regular no, let's not, not let's not get too crazy right out <laughs> okay right because out of the then uh, oh well i had one for that <laughs> oh well i i want to hear that one let's just let's ease people into it yeah okay. so so i'll talk i mean her if you want to talk the crazy crazy one i'll talk the the one that i like uh because i'm very countercultural. i like what is known as right side um what right side entails is kind of written on the tin there mm -hmm. you go to the right side of ganon's tower the only caveat is that you are going to need a key and you almost certainly need the fire rod unless you're real good at bomb jumping or can hover because you'll need it uh, to get across and open up some uh, fire lock doors. You'll also need the red cane if you're going to do that, too. That's right, yep, you'll mm -hmm. need it um, Yeah, to get through that uh, cane lock door. Yeah, but it's not uncommon for... So there's two chests you can check right off the bat in the right, on the right side. It's called the Hope Room. 
Um, it's not uncommon to find a key there. I mean, there's four of them floating around. It's definitely possible. If you find a key there, you know, as Zach said, you can continue to go down the right side and check the chests that are there. And there are definitely benefits to that. In fact, do you, uh, l let me ask you, like, kind of why do you do that? What is your reasoning for going so right side? So here's my reason for it. I, I know that usually in a matchup, I am the weaker player. Just because I know kind of where I rank sort of against most competitive folks, and I'm in the bottom half. So I want to try to make logical gambles where I can. And right side, if right side does have the item, basically you're, what you're saying is I think one of these four items is going to be the, uh, the item I need. Or, and this is the really key part, the three chests that are after Ice Armos could be it. Because I'm going to get there faster than if I go left side. So people a lot of times think right side only in terms of those four chests, but it's actually seven chests that you should be thinking about. Actually eight, I guess, if you count the chest in uh, Bob's room. Um, and you will get to those eight faster than if you go left side. Mm -hmm. So when it's that many, all you need, you, you don't need necessarily to have the best execution for that gamble to work out more often than not for you. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, another one. Uh, so we'll we'll hit we'll hit him with one more, and then we'll get. No, we'll hang get on. Let me crazy. let me give my not so super crazy. Okay. Okay. Strategy. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what I generally do is it starts the same as what Axe does. I go to the right side uh, for the hope room, and if I do find a small chest, I continue right. I go through the torch room with all the conveyors and all that stuff. I do the Gibdos room and I check those four chests. And then I walk to the next room, grab the small key from under the skull, and then I go left side. Mm -hmm. And the reason I do that is because if you think about those four chests uh, at the bottom uh, after the Gibdos room, how long it takes you to get there after the Hope room, it's like, I don't know, let's say 30 seconds, I guess, maybe a minute. Mm -hmm. Let's say a minute just to have like a ballpark. Yeah. Uh, and it's in there you save a ton of time and yeah if it's not in there you eventually get to ice armos anyways mm -hmm. um yeah pretty much any time i've gone right side or seen somebody go right side that's the point at which i see them bail mm -hmm. um yeah I've, I've actually i don't know that i've ever seen anybody go i guess what i would have to now call full right side yeah um which would end at ice armos i guess yeah exactly you go yeah, ice armos and then you just go back and basically uh you walk you, you can do two things you either mirror back and start again and go left side or you walk up through where uh, the the big chest is Mm -hmm. because that's where oh, you right. come out and then if you go you know north from there you end up back in the room where you can go left or right basically yeah i mean to talk a little more about full right side which is what i outlined it is a gambly play because of that you're you're you know banking really heavily on it being in one of those last three chests if it's not in those first four um and i think even though I said, yeah, I like doing this because I know I'm in the bottom tier, I do do what Herf does a lot of the time and check the four and then mirror right over. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, it kind of is like a gut feeling thing where I try to just listen to what my instincts are saying and go with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, another one that, it's a name that at least when I started to follow in the community, you know, like late 2017, I was hearing people talk about this Dark Magician route. 
and a lot of people I think assume, I know I did, that Dark Magician maybe had something to do with like, oh, you make a beeline for a room with like one of those like whiz robes or something and maybe they're called Dark Magician. I don't know. Dark Magician route is actually named after a player uh, of Rando, kind of an earlier player named Dark Magician. Um, and he's the one who developed this route. And it's sort of fallen out of favor. I don't see a lot of people do it. You don't even hear really as many people talk about it. But um, it was sort of a kind of weird mixture of left and right side checks that uh, was developed. I guess the, the idea was, you know, um, they had gone through and tried to figure out what was the fastest way to get to large groupings of chests at any given time, you know, as quickly as possible. Um, so that's the Dark Magician route. Um, I'll maybe try to include uh, something in the description that kind of traces what that was in case anyone's curious. But um, have you guys seen anyone do a Dark Magician recently? Is that something that you guys have ever tried before? I, I haven't really seen it very much. I mean, I personally think even when it was still a thing that people said a lot, I didn't really see a lot of people do it. Yeah, and yeah. now people don't do it and don't talk about it anymore. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, I just think also with the changes to the algorithm and how G, uh, GT is filled with items and stuff like that, it might have you know fallen out of favor a little bit because it's not mm -hmm. as efficient anymore. Maybe. Yeah, I, I definitely haven't heard in a while, but I in the name of being thorough, I wanted to try to mention as many of these route strategies as as I was familiar with, but mm -hmm. yeah, not, not really when you're going to hear a whole lot more these days. Yeah. Um, now, Herf, quit keeping us in suspense, man. What is this crazy strat? So the cra there's two crazy strats. The one is the crazy strat that we all are going to talk about now, and the other <laughs> one is the one that I have seen before and still can't believe that someone did it, but it's apparently That's the one a I want. strat. That's all the right. one I want. All right, so... You can the first insane crazy gamble strat as we have put it in our outline is if you're feeling extremely behind or extremely in front oh. or extremely Mimi. Yeah, or any of that, or just extreme in any case. <laughs> you're very nineties. If you're feeling your rad <laughs> or radical, if whatever you prefer. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you can do tile room first, which in generally, I would say everyone considers to be the last check that you would want to do. Oh yeah, just because yeah. it's an extremely annoying room. I'm sure we'll be talking more about it uh, in our in our actual walkthrough part of this, but it's just it's an annoying room. It's a nightmare. It's pretty much identifying like what are most people going to do last, mm -hmm. and then making a beeline for that on the literally one in 22 chance that that is where the big key is stashed this time it's it's crazy every single time except for that one time when it works and exactly. then you look like a genius yep so. exactly so you <laughs> yeah. gotta bank on that and if you're feeling co uh, confident that that's gonna work out then go ahead and uh, do that tile room yeah uh all right so as for the super crazy strat that i was talking about okay uh, if you're feeling especially insane, that's really all that comes to mind when I have to describe this, you can start uh, alternating your chest checks. So you check one on the right side, oh my. <laughs> then you check one on the left side, and then you go back to the right side and check another one there, and then you check another one on the left side, and you know eventually you'll make it to the big key, probably. Question. That, mm -hmm. Wow. Why? 
I don't know, you got to try something new. The meta gets stale. Watching all the same stuff all the time gets boring. I mean, it's you know random, what? right? It's it's not it, any worse than any other strategy. Fair. I just I would love to run timers on that. Just, <laughs> I mean, I pretty soon they're going to come out with like um like, you know, we have reverse boss order Super Metroid now because people reverse are just so tired GT of doing it. chest order. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you have to go backwards for all of them. Yeah, I like it. Could be good. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay, well, uh, we here at Go Mode, we, we are proud traditionalists, and we want to go ahead and stick with that tried and true method. It involves going to the Hope Room on the right side, checking two chests. They're very easy to get right out, you know, right out of the gate. And then doing full left side after that, uh, exhausting that until you can't go any further, going back to the the uh, front of Gans Tower and then finishing out the right side. Mm-hmm. That is the one that, that we're going to talk about here and the one that you'll most commonly see played, I would say. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so let's go ahead and begin our Ganon's Tower big key hunt. And spoiler alert, it's actually going to be in the tile room because that's how far we're going to take this. So, But we don't know that yet. All right, so first thing you do, you walk in, you have a big expanse in front of you, and uh, as you get to the end of the screen on either side, there's doors to the left and the right. That's that left side and right side we were talking about. In the middle, you'll see a uh, little you know, set of stairs you can go up. You're not going to go up there until you have your big key and one small key. So uh, you know, no point really in heading up there until that point. You can just ignore that for now. So again, we're taking our hope room first, so you're headed to the right. You're going to go down those stairs there, and there's two chests just right there waiting for you. Um, if you used your hookshot to get up here and you still have that equipped, uh, you might want to consider using that to zip across the room to get your second chest um, and kind of feel cool for a second. Um, but you're going to go ahead and check these two chests. That's one and two on our hunt. Um, once you've got those uh, accounted for, this would be the point where if you wanted to go right side, uh, you would have had to have got a key there. Or you're going to have to go get one of the free keys on the left side, which that's going to be pretty time-consuming, I would say. So if you did get a key there and you've got your red cane, you can go right side. But again, we're not going to talk about that yet. So either mirror or run back out. And then we're going to go uh, back to the main room and then over into the left side room and head down the stairs there. And uh, Axe, what are we going to see when we walk down those stairs? Well, you know, you're hoping... <clears throat> just to clarify, we're talking about walking down the stairs on the left side after we right. get in the help room. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what you're hoping to see? What? Heart piece, a rupee, a regular heart, maybe even a mail upgrade. You know what you really don't want to see? If you don't have the boots? The big, big key. key. Um, and that is because if the big key is on this torch, which we uh, lovingly call Bob's torch... Uh, then you need the boots. And now if you have the boots, maybe you do want to see the big key here. But if you don't have the boots, you don't want to see that. Because now you are not in go mode and you have to go off and find the boots. Mm-hmm. So, let's all hope that you didn't see that there. <laughs> and yeah. uh, keep on moseying along. And uh, there's a small key under the skull uh, to the south in the next room. Uh, this is the room that's kind of got the conveyor belts going around in a circle you got the hammer pegs all going it's a very jolly room very very uh very busy yeah but hey uh, let's let's back up for a second and let's talk about bob's torch again why why is that called bob's torch well bob 
is a, a personal friend of Rando, I would call him. Okay. He is yeah. uh, an anti-fairy that we will get to later on in our little walkthrough here. And due to the item that is on the torch, which is normally in the vanilla game, I don't even know what's up there. I think like 10 arrows or something, maybe. Oh, wow. I, I, I would really guess the heart know. piece, but yeah, I'm, I'm not even sure. I guess uh, oh, no, wait. It's a small it's key a small that's key, up there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so normally there's a small key up there, but whatever Rando puts up there is a freestanding item. And the game is really very confused about what to do with freestanding items like that, especially if they're not supposed to be there. And that causes a little anti-fairy in a later room to glitch out a little bit and look a little bit different. I don't want to say weird, I want to say different. <laughs> and yeah. uh, that still, little... It's still beautiful. It yeah, just looks exactly. Yeah. And uh, that's our friend Bob. And it's his torch because if you bonk his item off the torch, no matter what it is, you... You, you bonk him out of existence. Some might say you cure him, but I personally believe that you are personally responsible for the death of Bob. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you murder his identity. And mm -hmm. I mean, what is he if not his identity? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, please be respectful of Bob and his torch uh, when you come in here. Only dash this if you absolutely need it. Yes. Um, obviously, big key, that's a non-starter. Any sort of, you know, mail or sword upgrade, if you have your boots i would definitely take the time to grab that um but anything else you're going to safely ignore and then we count this as three on our search mm -hmm. yep. so back to where we were in the room with the you know, conveyor belts and the bumpers and the hammer pegs there's a key in the southeast skull pot and then you can hammer down the hammer pegs push the block open up the door and uh off you go into the next room and this is a room where i really hope you have the hook shot because otherwise i really you can maybe do some bonks to get in here but uh otherwise it's gonna be pretty tricky but you want to go north and i'm not this... sure if you could bonk that first i'm looking at it right now i no, actually i don't you can bonk the northern kind of mm -hmm. jump mm -hmm. but uh you can't bonk over to where you would need to do that jump so yeah, if, at this point, if you don't have the hook shot, you're you're done. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, unless you can hover, of course. You know, we'll keep coming back to that anytime we're talking about hook shot stuff. But yeah, yeah, yes, you. you this, this is one of those sections where I say you pretty much have to have the hook shot. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, this northern room is a room with a bunch of uh, staffos and uh, shooters, um, and uh, you know, there's four chests here. If the big key is in here, you don't have to worry about the. Uh, Stalfos, but if it's not, then you uh, obviously do to open the door back up. Just know every time you swing your sword, the shooters will shoot you. So yeah. uh, that's now I'm... number four, five, six, and seven. Yeah, and if you have the hook shot, same thing. You, can, you know, and you will because you just needed it. You can kind of use that to zip around this room and also stun some of those Stalfos, which will definitely help. You know, these are the kind that jump away when you slash, and they're very annoying. Um, not to mention those shooters, like Axe said. So I, I want to stop and ask you guys a quick question here. Let's say I don't have the hookshot and I get to this room, uh, but I do have a small key. Can my hookshot be in right side? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it can. Yep. 
It absolutely can. So that I just wanted to ask that because these are the sort of things you have to keep in mind. If you're in one of those weird situations where you don't have one of the really common items um, and you might not be able to make it all the way up, there is a treasure trove of items around here conditionally that may or may not have what you need. And you probably want to exhaust all options here before you commit to leaving Ganon's Tower and looking around in pendant dungeons and overworld checks and you know really stacking up the kind of time that you're adding it's still worth it to check around Ganon's Tower and exhaust all those before you do something like that. I, as someone who has suffered from that, highly, highly agreed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, okay, I'm sorry to keep interrupting. There's just so much to talk about with this Ganon's Tower. This is big like key the, time, uh, you know? It's the grand finale, really. It sort of is, yeah. yeah. Um, although I don't know if we're going to make it all the way. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll do our best. Um, uh, cool. Go, go ahead. Continue. You're doing yep. great. Okay, so now you didn't find the big key there, so you're going to head south. And you're going to use your hookshot, and you're going to move all the way down. And you're going to come to some blocks and a uh, couple crystal switches. But you want to ignore that, and you want to go right, and you're in the fire bar room. Hooray! Yay! Um, this is the one you guessed. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, use your uh, your very good skills to kind of move around here and uh, avoid getting hit by the fire bar. There's a couple ways to do it. You could hook shot across, you could use the cape, you could walk alongside the bottom, um, you could just tank the damage like I do because hmm. I'm very unfancy. But lots of different ways you could get that uh, chest. And again, hopefully big key. If not, we'll move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. Uh, a very well-placed hook shot can actually get you over there uh, and let you open the chest before you take any damage. You probably will take some on the way out, but if you're quick, you can go south immediately after you get that item and then hook shot over to the uh, skull on the left side and completely avoid all damage. And that's pretty cool when that happens. But, you know, like I said, just taking the damage at this point, you're in Ganon's Tower. You probably got a crap ton of hearts and armor and stuff like that. Probably not a big deal to take that damage. Of course, you know, I also realize some people like to play one-hit KO because they're, you know, insane people. So <laughs> they are Don't do looking, that. Yeah, and they probably already know all these strats anyway. So this podcast is, yeah. you know. That, that was don't do that both and don't do that if you're playing one-hit KO mode. Don't try to tank the damage. And also just don't play one-hit KO mode. Right, you know, exactly. Make it yourself was, go crazy. It was both of those, yeah. Cool. Um, all right, so now you're up to these crystal switches and you've got the crystal switch conundrum. Two rooms in a row where you will need to do a bunch of crystal switch shenanigans to move forward. Uh, there's kind of three ways you can do it. You can use the uh, Cane of Samaria, which is sort of the classic way you see people doing it. You can use the bombs, which is the way that I did this when I was 10 years old and playing Link to the Past. Or you can be really, really cool and use the boomerang. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there are some opportunities to do some cool boomerang strats here. Um, and it's a little easier in the first room. You basically just have to stand behind those blue pegs, throw the boomerang, make sure that on its way back uh, it, it uh, hits that switch because in the next room you need, those, uh, you need the orange ones to be deactivated. Second room is a little trickier because there's two of them. That doesn't seem like it would be a big deal, but uh, when you throw your boomerang or if you put a bomb too close... Uh, it's going to activate one and then activate the other one and you're in the same situation you started in. And if you're really unlucky, you might actually undo the work that you did in the prior room and have to go back and redo that crystal switch. Um, So it definitely is going to take some practice to figure out the exact timing and 
you know, if you want to do, you know, boomerang, that's totally cool. But it, you know, you kind of have to work on those angles a little bit. Yeah. Um, as much as I love the boomerang, <clears throat> it is a little hard to get the angles right. And I prefer mm -hmm. to, you know, even though I could do the boomerang in that first room, I can't in the second. And so just for time's sake, I don't want to menu twice. So I'll usually pull out the cane here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Cool. But uh, one of these days I'll finally learn those boomerang strats and then <laughs> me and the boomerang will dance off into the sunset frolicking around and talking about how it's really the best item and so underrated and I wish everyone appreciated it more. I can just see you like throwing it up into the air and then it comes back to you and then you throw it up again and it comes back to you again. They, they can play Don't You Forget About Me. As a, <laughs> and, and then you throw it again the third time in slow motion and then it comes back and hits you in the head and you get knocked out and then you're <laughs> in a coma for nine months and you know. <laughs> I did not see that going that <laughs> Music um, still plays though. Right, yeah, of course. You, get, you get that going for you. I mean, we paid a lot of money for that music. So. <laughs> yeah, those rights um, were not cheap, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last thing to say about this room: there is a small key under the skull in the southeast of this room, much like there was in that one with the bumper and the uh, the uh, conveyors going around. So be sure to grab that. Um, you may or may not need it. Uh, probably best to go ahead and grab it, though. Um, yeah. So, in fact, I mean, you're going to use a key right here. So you're basically going to spend one. Um, so you, you need to replenish your, your supply. So you'll walk through into this next room. You're going to be bombarded with a bunch of these spiny guys that go across the uh, screen. Um, another nice thing about having out either the cane or the boomerang right here. Um, uh, one thing that you can do is you want to head over to where that blue peg is, turn around, and either with your boomerang or cane, activate the crystal and let it, uh, you know, let that peg activate while you're standing on it so that you get those iframes like you do, you know, whenever you're in that situation, that should give you enough time to walk to the east and go into that portal while completely avoiding that spiny as it, as it slides across the room. Um, that's probably the best, fastest, safest strat for that room. Um, any mm -hmm. others you guys have? Uh, the only thing that I might do differently is that I'll use the hook shot because I'll use it in the next room. You know, mm -hmm. instead of the boomerang or the cane, but that's really all there is that I Good point. would maybe do differently. Cool. Um, all right. So when you go through that portal, it is going to whisk us to another part of the dungeon. Um, and uh, actually, Herf, do you want to pick it up from here? Yeah, yes. sure. I, I feel sufficiently whisked, so I'm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, so uh, let's see where we are at here. So we're going to be teleported to a wonderful room that is full of fire snakes that are coming at us. It'll look scary at first, but there's a very easy trick if you do have the boots. If you don't have the boots, you, you'll have to think of something or dodge quickly. But uh, with the boots, you can just turn around and dash into the wall on the right, which makes you bonk right over that fire snake that's coming at you. And... Um, once you're over there, you want to dash to the left, and uh, you'll see in the middle row, there's it's it's like sp split up into lanes almost by uh, by a couple of blocks with holes in between them, so you can dodge all the fire snakes. And at the very end, in the very middle a lane, you'll see one single block that you can push out of the way in all directions. And when you do that, a chest will appear uh, on the over the pit on the left side. And that's why I mentioned the hookshot earlier, because the only way you get over there is if you hookshot over to that chest. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing I want to say about that push block is 
uh, don't do what I do, which is, you know, you bonk uh, over the first fire snake and you look all cool and then you dash up to the front there and then you move the block out of the way and move it right into the way of the other fire snake so it runs right <laughs> into your face. Uh, nice. So I, I would definitely not recommend doing that. Sure. Um, this room's pretty straightforward. Any any thoughts about this one, Axe? Any other th- thoughts? I don't really have anything. Yeah. I mean, this one I actually usually at this point have taken a little bit of damage so i'll go get that heart in the upper pot mm. but uh, otherwise yeah it's pretty pretty straightforward cool and that was number eight which earlier i said firebar that's what you meant to say but you said eight so that that's your chest yes, yeah I, I, I'm, I'm the snake chest i, I was thinking about see we were uh, uh x was right and i was right as well but we were thinking about two different firebar rooms Fire, snake, fire uh, bar, mm-hmm. seven, eight. Very, yep. very easy mm-hmm. to get those. Yeah, so I picked together. eight, which is the map key with the two fire bars. And I think X meant to say the fire snake room, right? That is what I meant to say. <laughs> All right. So that's number nine. Okay. Wait. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yes. Okay. All right. We're all caught up. We also uh, forgot <laughs> to mention earlier, which might also have confused you, uh, that... Bob's torch counts as an item location, even though it's not a chest. But since it can have the big key, it's location number three. And we didn't mention yeah. that earlier. I think I, I, if I didn't mention it, I meant to mention it. And Maybe I just I didn't, didn't hear yeah. it. I just <laughs> wanted to make sure we got that out there somewhere. But yeah, that is one of them. So that's number three. Usually four, five, six, seven. We're in that top room with the hook shot. Eight was the map chest. Nine is the fire snake chest. And we're getting ready to come up to... Uh, four in a row, 10, 11, 12, and 13, all in the mm-hmm. same room. Um, and that is in a room lovingly known as the randomizer room, uh, because there's no other reason to go in it unless you're playing A Link to the Past randomizer. I think in vanilla, uh, this has like uh, arrows and bombs in it or something like that, these four chests. And it's just like, uh, thanks, I don't, I don't need any of that garbage. It's the yeah. end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> but in Randomizer, that's four items. It's, it's four item locations, potential four items right there. So the way you're going to do that, uh, you need to continue to go through all of these portals that are appearing in front of you as you just continue to walk. You just take each one as it comes. Um, there's no you know left or right or anything. It's a pretty bad maze by that regard. Um, and eventually you're going to get to a point where you have a crack on the western wall. Um, you pretty much can go ahead and lay a bomb. As soon as you materialize on the other side of this portal, it's going to be time to go ahead and throw that over and bomb this crack in the wall. Um, as you make it over to the next room, there's it's full of pressure plates. You just kind of make a beeline to the upper left-hand side. Uh, you should find the one that's going to open up the wall to the north, and that will give way to four more chests. These are randomizer room top left top right bottom left and bottom right um and again 10 11 12 and 13 all right there earlier i mentioned uh even in your big key hunt sometimes it makes sense to keep going i would say you know if you have only one male or you know if you have green mail or and like master sword something like that you you technically are in go mode but you could probably use a little bit of help against you know ganon and maybe even Aga 2 and this gauntlet that's coming up here that we'll talk about 
um, might not be a bad idea to take the, I don't know, three, four seconds and take a chance on the rest of the chests in this room just to see if you maybe don't get a sword upgrade or that mail upgrade or, you know, a quarter heart that fills out, you know, gives you a full refill on your health, something like that. Half magic. You know, it, there could potentially be some things that are going to help you out. Um, and it's so fast to just check the rest of this room. So that would be my advice. Um, you know, unless you just absolutely, you know, maybe in like a really high stakes race, you know, where you you are really concerned it's going to be neck and neck. You know, obviously every situation is different, but, um, you know, it's nice to have all these four right next to each other because it gives you an opportunity to maybe do a little bit extra looking if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. um, cool. All right. Well, we're we're moving right along. We're really about halfway done sort of, um, you know, in terms of that, the count being at uh, 13, you know, 11 is half. So, um you're going to trace your way back out of the randomizer room uh, and continue to go through the portals. You go south and you go through a few more. Um, eventually, you're going to find yourself in a room with some of those blue beetles and some pits. If you just go to the very bottom of the screen, um, this is one of those sections where, for whatever reason, you're able to hug that wall and you don't fall into any of these pits. So dash if you can. If not, just walk all the way down the bottom of this until you get to the end of that room. And then you're going to head up and you can go through that portal and then back through the next one. But there are also some ways to boost through this portal that's going to save you a good bit of time if you're able to pull them off. Um, one of the ones that I like to do, if, if I can, is uh, you basically just stand right in front of it. And if you can goad one of these, blow, these uh, blue beetles to hit you, uh, it will damage boost you and you will just fall right harmlessly over the portal and you'll be safely on the other side. I mean, I say safely. I guess you take a little bit of damage, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not not that mostly big deal. safe. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, now there are some other uh, ways to get across this. Um, have you guys ever seen? Uh, have you ever pulled off the um, the bonk strat that gets you over this? A couple of times, but usually what happens for me is <laughs> that I try to set up the bonk strat and I don't make it over to the right side because I bonk against the back wall because I'm not far enough up. And then I do that two or three times, and then eventually the beetle damage boosts me over because I'm so slow. <laughs> well, hey. Yeah, yeah it, works, without it right. works. It just takes forever, but it works. Yeah. So I guess what you'd want to do is you you try to go right until, like, you're going to go in the portal, but then you stop short. You start a dash, and then you turn to your left. And the idea is you want to get high enough so that if you bounce into this wall and bonk back the while you're bouncing back the nudge kind of kicks you up to the north a little bit and you just go immediately over this portal so you don't have to take it um so i'd encourage everyone to try that you know mess around with that a little bit it's one of those things that it costs very little to try and there's huge gains if you get it and if you don't get it then you're just doing it vanilla you know like like any other joe schmo so you might as well give it I, a go i think and i'm sure someone will correct me on this if i'm wrong but i think it's pixel perfect to pull it off i'm not oh, sure, really i think you have to be like one pixel below the warp which is like one pixel high enough up that bonking against the right wall so against the back will push you up instead of mm -hmm. just you know keeping you in the same horizontal position yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. But it's it's worth a try, and if you miss it, then you just take the portal, and it's like, oh. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely try it. It doesn't hurt to try at all. Mm -hmm. It's also very fun. The very first time you get it, you look and feel very, very cool. I remember mm -hmm. the first time I got it off of a bonk, and everybody, I think I was streaming at the time, people were like, wow, Axe, that was great. You're <laughs> really good at this. I was yeah. like, no, whoa, slow down there. Yeah, and, and let's be clear about one thing. Looking cool is extremely important to me. 
I mean, so, that's pretty much why we play Randall, right? Yeah, that's why we do it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, my my fiance, she's like, man, you you know, I, I don't know about didn't know about this X guy, but then I saw him play Rando, and mm-hmm. you know, my heart just. Uh... That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. She was like, "Damn, that guy's really into boomerangs. I gotta marry that guy." <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout outs to uh, uh, Miss the future Mrs. Axial. Yep, she's yeah. she's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> All right, so continuing on, Ganon's Tower, we are up to 13 now. We've got some more to check. Um, As you head into the next room, this one definitely gave me trouble as a kid. Um, And sometimes even as an adult, it gives me trouble. If you have the boots, this one's pretty easy. You just, uh, you're going to go north, uh, avoid these couple of blue beetles here, avoid the um, hard hat beetle. uh, And then when you get up to what seems like the end of the path, there's two skulls there. Um... The uh, top one's got some magic, bottom one's got some arrows. You can pick up whichever one you need, but don't pick up both of them because whichever one you didn't pick up, you're going to head to the right of that skull, start a dash, and then turn towards the skull. This will cause you to bonk, which is going to help you to uh, jump an invisible platform that's down there, uh, landing you safely on the other side. You can just head straight north and you will be where you need to be um, up to the next room. Uh, however, if you do not have boots here, that is not is no longer an option for you. So you're going to basically just have to do this the vanilla way. Um, now, here's good news. The invisible platform is set in stone. It's the same every time. So if you've played this game enough, you kind of have an idea of which way you need to go. You enter it through the south side. You take kind of a weird, you know, turn left. You go diagonal over to tiles. Um, be careful not to fall between You go kind of up to the east and then inch your way back down. Um, Again, it's going to help if you have a map or if it comes to it and, you know, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. If you have ether, you can use it and it will show you these invisible tiles. And that's vanilla, actually, the way that the game intends for you to figure this out. It's sort of shameful because it's like you could have just had that up in a map or you could have just memorized it. But I would rather do that than like load up a, a video or a map if I hadn't done that before. And I've done that before. So um, do you guys have any other thoughts about this invisible platform room, other strats, maybe things to consider as we're getting through it? Yeah. I hate it. (laughs) Okay, that's a good thought. Uh, (laughs) I do have a couple of things to say about this. Um, First, you can, if you do have the fire rod, you can light the torch that's up at the north, which will also make the path appear and, uh, you know, be visible as long as the torch is lit. Uh, so if you want to do that it's a little time consuming because you have to walk all the way around and stuff but what I really want to say is that if you don't have boots and you can't bonk over there as uh, Tim was explaining just earlier what you can do very easily is you pick up one of the skulls and then you put a bomb down somewhere and since you're bomb jumping from a two wide tile path to a two wide tile path geez that's complicated to say is that (laughs) even right two tile wide no you're right that's mm-hmm. the correct one. Mm-hmm. Uh, with only one tile in the middle, it's almost impossible to mess up that bomb jump. Even if you go a little bit diagonal or whatever, you're basically just doing a free-form bomb jump over there. And mm-hmm. you'll, 99%, you'll land on the platform over there as if you had bonked. And uh, it works just as well. You, the only thing you got to watch out for is that a beetle doesn't bump into you. Yeah, um, yeah that sounds way better. Are, uh, are uh, a real pain trying to bomb jump that. 
I, yeah. uh, I think I ran into that one time uh, where I just kept on putting down bombs, kept on getting knocked over the side, and eventually said, all right, screw it, I'll just walk the long way because I don't want to die here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, I think that bomb jump strat is much more solid and, and definitely something you should look into before you do this the vanilla way, as I was explaining. I definitely would do that bomb jump. Yeah, I can. It's it's yeah. really easy. It's like super hard to mess up. Really, the beetle is the hard part because he's such a jerk. Yeah, which you know, just murder him. Just yeah, murder him exactly. Way if you know you're just gonna have to do get that. him out yeah. of the way. Yeah, cool. Okay, so the reason we did that is because we want to head into the room with Bob's chest, and we're gonna finally get a chance, hopefully, to meet Bob if you didn't kill him. Hmm. So this room that you go into, um, sort of a weird, messed up looking room. There's a bunch of uh, cracks in the floor. Some of them are bombable, some of them are not. Blocks just kind of lying around everywhere. I think they were trying to maybe make this look like an old decrepit storeroom with like the limited tile sprites that they had. I feel like um, this is the one room in his tower that Ganon never managed to finish. Yeah. He's like, eh, whatever, I'm, I've built was, all these 50 other rooms, this one can stay like this, put all my old statues in here and just leave it there. That's fair. It's going to be a really, really cool, like, rec room, basement, man cave kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. But Ganon just was like, ah, oh, man, I don't, I don't know about that. I I'm gotta, done. It's a real pain to get there. Yeah, oh, that's the time, you know. Spilled all the Mountain Dew on the floor, that's why all the, it's all cracked and goes down to the basement and stuff. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when the weekends come, I want to relax. You know, I don't want to be, you know, doing renovations and things. Yeah, I ain't yeah. got time for that. <laughs> I got a dark world to rule. <laughs> so uh, we're not going to do him any favor. Well, maybe a little bit of demolition work we're going to do in here. Um, there are a lot of bombs under these skulls. If you happen to need them, you are going to need a bomb here in a second. Um, this bottom right side, the southeastern side of this room, there is a chest over there, which is appropriately known as Bob's chest. And that puts us at 14, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in our hunt for the big key. So it's number 14. You're going to want to check that one. Uh, but before you do, I would recommend putting a bomb down, um, at the bottom of this little area here, because we are going to need to drop down there to continue our hunt. And if you check the chest and then put a bomb down, you sort of just wasted some time. So mm-hmm. put the bomb down, check the chest, get out of the way of the bomb, uh, you know, let it let it go, and then fall down this this hole here. However, uh, of course, all the while, yeah, you got to look out for the anti-fairy. Mm-hmm. Um, what were you going to say? I was going to say, however, do not bomb the floor and then try to check the chest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very, very true. Very Don't good. do that. That is yeah. definitely the wrong order. And then if you did, just pray that the big key wasn't in there because mm-hmm. it's going to take you a minute to get back. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, this is uh, Bob's room, I guess, or the the failed man cave of Ganon. <laughs> so, you drop down here, and um, pretty pretty surprising sort of scene that we drop down into. What what are we gonna see when we when we go through this pit? Ice, ice, baby. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Yeah. Yes. So uh, at first we really don't see much except a lot of blue. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly we see uh, a couple of old familiar faces, not just one. I think it's seven of them, maybe? Six. Six? Okay, six. Yep. Fair enough. Clo- mm-hmm. Close enough. So yeah. basically, It feels like seven because you're having so much fun. There's, you know, blur of... I guess I count the red one as the seventh one, you know, even okay. though it's the same guy. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you could make a case for that, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it kind of but... works, right? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he, goes, I... he goes Super yeah. Saiyan and... Uh... 
you know, unleashes his full power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so this is Ice Armos. It is identical to the Armos fight that was at Eastern, with the one change being that now you are on ice trying to deal with it. Um, if you have the silver arrows, this is pretty trivial. It's going to take six of them, you know, one for each. Uh, if you have the bow, which, you know, hopefully you do. You know, we kind of talked about that already. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing. It's three shots each. Um, you know, just the ice. Honestly, it's not even really that big of a deal. It's it's like barely, barely a change. You know, you're usually kind of staying more or less in one place when you're shooting anyway. If you kind of get in that yeah, uh, this southeastern boss, area, yeah, it's easy. Yeah. This boss is really more of a problem when you're playing in either higher difficulties because of the limited health pool and limited protection and, uh, you know, attack power that you'll have. Or if you're playing like a weird mode where strange stuff happens. Like if you're playing this in one hit KO mode, you're probably not happy about Ice Armos. No. Yeah, that's fair. Fair enough to say. Um, but once you finish them up, uh, the doors will open and you're going to want to head north. And this will take you to the vanilla location of the big key. There's three chests here. Big key chest, big key room right, and big key room left. Puts us at 15, 16, 17. So mm-hmm. I guess this was this was my my guess was in this room here, and we'll we'll find out about that soon. Um, right. So once you finish those, you're faced with some options. Um, typically, this is pretty much going to be the end of left side. Um, would you guys agree? I mean, this is this is the end of left. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like if you're playing anything standardish, or if you're not in a super weird situation, this is where you go. All right, left side is done. I'm mirroring back. I'm doing right side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mirror if you can. That's absolutely the the play right here. Once you check, you know the, all the chests you need to check in that vanilla big key room. Uh, if you don't have the mirror, you can walk back up. It's it's not too bad to do that, honestly. It's um, really not. Yeah, you're just gonna go up. Uh, you go back uh, into the ice room and you head west this time. You go up the stairs. That's gonna put you in the big chest room. Um, it's important to note. I think the big chest room. This is where it is. You know, if you are. Uh, say you have the big key, but you're not in go mode yet, you know, you could make a case for checking this chest right here, right now. You know, if it had something crazy like a sword upgrade, you know, or like one of those one in a million chances of random. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's but maybe, you know, it is here. It's maybe also worth noting that if you go left from Ice Armos and then bomb the wall to the north before going up the stairs, there's a room with a couple of fairies in there in case you should need them. So that Absolutely. might be worth your while. Yep, good call. Yeah, it's always good to note where they where those are, and there's a few of them here in Gaines mm-hmm. Tower that can really save your bacon. Yep. yep. Okay, so whether you had to walk or you were able to mirror, uh, let's assume that we are back in the main room again. So uh, you absolutely will have the keys needed to continue on this time. So don't fret that. But you're gonna head back down the right side. Um, you know those two chests are probably looted unless you did a full left side first for some crazy reason. Um, what you're going to do is head down to the south of this room on the west side, uh, pick up that skull, and there's a button there. This is one of those red cane buttons. You have to have the red cane in order to activate this. Um, at one time, I remember I was not in go mode when I got up to Cannon's Tower, and I found the red cane on left side so I could continue to do right side, and then the big key was over there. Again, just one of those crazy situations, you know? But, mm-hmm. um... Yeah, so you will have to have the red cane to get right side. So go ahead and place that. Be careful of those spikes or whatever. And then you're going to head into the next room, which is that super fun tile room that we were talking about before. Yeah. Um, but you're probably, in fact, I'm just going to say, you're not going to wait around for this tile room chest right now. 
uh, like um, the Hera basement tile room, you would have to wait for all of the tiles to crash uh, into the wall or into Link or whatever. And then once that's done, the chest appears. Um, there's also a wall master in here to make things more difficult uh, and an, an anti-fairy. And mm. um, is there anything else in there? Well, there's fire shooters that'll shoot at you if right. you swing your sword at the wall master. And, and a bunny uh, beam. And a bunny beam to turn you into a bunny. Yeah. For a while. So, As if the room wasn't bad enough. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and I have been snatched by that wall master, and I'm I'm ashamed to admit that, but I'm standing in my truth here in front of you today and telling you that. Yeah, it happens. It's, it happens, and it's not fun. Um, so if you, you know, again, Galaxy Brain, if you are heading straight here, you can wait for that, but most people are going to continue right, check the last four chests over here, and then if they still don't find it, you've now last location the Ganon's Tower Big Key and mm-hmm. you're going to go back and retrace your steps to do tile room. So let's skip that for now. We're going to go through uh, the room. You can just walk immediately through it. You, it's, a, it's a locked door, so you can just bypass the tiles completely. Then that's going to take you into a room with some Gibdos and some torches and some conveyor belts. It's a pretty tough room. Does one of you want to kind of walk us through this, this uh, room here on the right side? Yeah, no, sure. I, I can. Think so. I can give it a shot. <laughs> okay, go ahead. It's, it's it's not a great room, but uh, but I'll try my best. So once you get in here, you'll see uh, you can go either north or uh, south. Basically, there's a room to the north that you don't really want to go into unless you're really, really, really looking for bombs, I guess. But uh, otherwise, that that room is usually ignored. And there's going to be four torches in in that room that you start in. Uh, what you usually want to start out with is you want to go down, lift up that first uh, skull so you have it out of your way. And then there's a second skull which has a full magic refill under it. Um, that's really kind of for you to make sure that you have enough magic to light all these torches. Especially since you're probably going to want to use your fire rod. I think this is doable with a bomb jump and a lamp only. But I would absolutely... Yeah, it's a really, really hard bomb jump. Yeah, I would 100% recommend. Because the bomb is... I mean, you got the conveyor belt going, and I mean, I guess it's doable, but I've actually never seen anyone pull it off in a race. Because then you also have to bomb jump back. Mm Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, and, and you have to make yeah. it all in time before the door closes, before one of your torches goes out and stuff. It's, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and the other thing, too, is Fire Rod is, at this point, because of this torch, in logic. So you know that it, you know Fire Rod could be somewhere else here in GT, so it's probably better to go look for it first than try to pull this off, especially mm-hmm. because of how helpful it is when we actually start climbing up beyond the first floor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so let's assume you're not insane and you actually are going to use the fire rod in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay. um, you picked up that full magic refill and then you walk back up a little bit and uh, what I do at least is I go to the right side and there's two push blocks or two blocks and you can push one of them out of the way. And I, uh, I like to do that beforehand just so I have the maximum amount of leeway on getting through the door at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and once I've done that, uh, I go back up and I start lighting the torches from the northernmost one to the southernmost ones, I guess. Yeah. 
I would also agree. I, I like uh, going through and kind of preparing this room before I actually light all of the torches so that mm -hmm. I'm not dealing, you know, with having to kill this Gibdo and push this block and deal with this, you know, spike. I guess there's not much you can do about the spike, but, mm -hmm. you know, kind of clearing things out uh, ahead of time is definitely going to incre increase your chances of being able to light all four of these in the allotted time and head through the door to the south, which is our ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But it's, it's a tough room. Um, you know, the goal, the dream is to be able to just hit each torch and avoid each enemy. And if you practice real hard, you can certainly do that. But it's definitely a, a tough one and um, you know, probably a little higher on some people's lists. Or a, a yeah. little lower, I should say. Like, there's, there's other things to work on unless you just kind of decide you're going to do a Ganon's Tower grind sort of day, you know? Mm -hmm. So... But that's that room. Um, we're kind of nearing the end of our hunt here, actually. Um, our goal, of course, was to head through the door in the south. So once you do make your way through there, we have another room with some more conveyor belts and gibdos. Um, Axe, do you want to uh, clean this room up here, our penultimate Ganon's Tower big key hunt? Yeah, so, so here you just got some switches and some gibdos. Um, you're going to have that crystal switch over to the right. Uh, again, when I was a kid, I always used a bomb, mm -hmm. but I now know that a red block is going to be superior because you can trigger when you want to use it. So you'll flip that switch once, then you'll need to flip it again so you can get through and uh, either, you know, light the Gibdos on fire or smack them with your sword or just, you know, dance around them because you want to get out of this room as fast as you can to get to the reason you came here, the right side room. The last four chests. Yay. So uh, you can open all four of these. At some point, a whole bunch of uh, pits are going to open up in the room, but uh, you know that happens when you open the chest, so you don't have to worry about that. But uh, again, like we said, if you uh, don't have an extra small key at this point, you do want to take the teleporter and move into the teleporter and escalator room and grab a small key from one of the pots at the top and then you can finally go back to uh to exit right um so yeah this this right room it's another one of those situations where you got four of them just be careful i think when you open and someone correct me if i'm wrong when you open the top left chest it activates one of those stars that changes the pits in the room it well it doesn't even change it it just causes a bunch of pits to appear in the room and it can make going around and getting all these chests take a little bit longer. So try to make sure that you get that one in the upper left last so that you're not having to like navigate around those those uh, pits that are going to appear in the room when you get that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But yeah, this is this is the uh, the jewel of the right side is this room. This is kind of why, why you do it is to get to these four quickly. Um, whether it's the end of your hunt or, you know, if you did a right side, it's kind of more like the, the end of, of that portion. And you're hoping the big key's in there because if for, you know, compared to someone who did all of left side and then came, if you just did right side, that's a good, like two or three minutes you might've just made up. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. And so, then don't forget that small key, like Axe said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do we want to go through in terms of the climb? You know, there's a lot of rooms here, but uh, my thought was maybe we just want to cover the ones that need a little bit more strategy than just smack all the guys with your sword. Yeah. I, gotta be I think we should, I think we should wait on it. So, all right. Yeah. Well, I guess that's a bit of a cliffhanger then for everybody. <laughs> we, we picked up the big key somewhere. It, it was in tile room. 
Yeah, of course yeah. it was. It, was. it always um, is. Now that being said, we all we all guessed at the beginning. I've got a random number generator up here, uh, ready to generate a number between one and twenty-two. Let's go ahead and spin this thing up and see if any of us got uh, the exact right guess. The number is three. <laughs> it was on Bob's torch. <laughs> hey, what a, what let's, let's hope you brought some boots. End to this whole ordeal you made me go through. <laughs> womp, womp. But uh, you know, three can be fun because it could be uh, could be boots. Yeah, yeah, uh, and then yeah. that's boots on pedestal. That's, that's a scene true. that you're gonna talk tell your friends about and start talking about afterwards. So at least at least you got that, you know. Yeah, fair that's enough. A good could story be out of it. Yeah. Could be Bob's torch. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we do have a couple of uh, fetch questions here. Um, first one up is a follow up from friend of the show Eki, uh, our friend from down under, and uh, <laughs> he says. Hey, sports fans! Thanks for answering. My, yeah. I Thanks for you answering. don't like this guy. <laughs> I, I love this guy. Yeah, don't, great. don't listen to him. Eki. Uh, he says, uh, "Hey, sports fans! Thanks for answering my question a few ups ago about fetch quests locking themselves. Feels really nice to be included, even as a lowly scrub. Don't you feel bad now?" Oh. That was me adding that last little part. Sorry. Yeah. That was, that was oh. editorializing. I, I'll just read. I'll just read this straight down from now on. Here's his message. I thought I'd throw my two cents at you regarding the latest episode's discussion of auto-trackers. The thing that resonated the strongest with me was when Axe said something along the lines of, it feels like you would need it to play, otherwise you're losing a competitive edge. And it's kind of paraphrasing. Uh, As a player who has bad but not embarrassing finish times and seeds in the two to two and a half hour range, jumping into tournaments and races is really daunting. Putting your name out there, risking messing up and embarrassing yourself, Learning whatever sort of stream setup is required to verify no cheaty stuff is happening, there's a lot to get past, and adding this requirement of having to get a brand new emulator, setting up another complex piece of software that I'm not familiar with, would just be another hurdle that I'm not certain I would get past. Keep up the good work, fellas. Looking forward to future episodes. Eki. What do you guys think? Yeah, awesome. Thanks for the message, and I completely agree, and I can totally relate. Like... Even though I've been playing this for quite a while and I think I would be able to figure out how to set it all up and stuff with a little less trouble than you might have had, Tim, but still, I think it's... I can totally see how it's daunting and challenging to set up your stream and make sure you understand how SRL works and how to join the races and, you know, all the stuff that comes with it. And then to add another program on top of it that then forces you to use a specific emulator and keep everything to you know a specific setting so it all works yeah yeah i I mean that's pretty much i you know described in the episode exactly what happened to me it was just it was a lot to deal with and process and i in a way i'm sort of glad i just did it and got it over with and you know could talk about it on the show um but there's another universe that is just as possible where i don't do any of that (laughs) you know and Mm -hmm. it it ended up not mattering because it was you know the decision was overturned the next day but um (laughs) yeah i mean it's it was kind of a lot to go through and you know i'm lucky i even did it the first time i'm not sure if i might have done it if if that if i had done it the first day so um yeah and then like axe was saying you know it kind of becomes it's like if you're going to be competitive now you have to have it that's uh that's a, a tough situation and and definitely i think why a lot of people were talking about it as much as they were you know yeah certainly so cool well again thanks for the message um we have one more fetch question here from a friend of the show unikitty writing in to us on Twitter at GoModePodcast, and Unikitty asks, 
if you choose standard opening, are required items more likely to be found in escape compared to open mode, not counting the required weapon from uncle? Do you guys have any insight into this question? Uh, not Ooh. anything that's not just anecdotal or my personal uh-huh. gut feeling. Yeah, yeah, the stats that they generate for the version, you know, the stats, don't really get into, I think, that level of detail. I, I mean, mean, it versus, like, I guess it's kind of hard to think standard versus open. I mean, I guess maybe you could check how often... To, to, to the short answer to the to Kitty's question is, I think there yes is an answer, but I don't think it's something that people have thought about because I'm sitting here and trying to think about it, and I'm kind of in a hurt spot where I don't really know off the top of my head. I'm sure there's a way, probably, if I compared the standard and open probabilities, uh, I could come up with an answer, but I I, I don't know. You know, I've I've got your answer. Yes. That's okay. the answer. And, and, and let me explain. So if you just think about uh, escape, you've got seven item locations, right? Um, mm-hmm. You've got the three that are in the front, the one in dark cross, and then uh, the three that are at the end. Mm-hmm. When you're doing escape, at the very least, those first four you're going to get uh, because it's going to give you the cone. Whereas if you're in open, that's not going to be accepted in the logic, that fourth one. Um, not to mention the ones that at the end of escape, there's a chance that you might be able to get into those if you had bombs versus, uh, you know, if you maybe were playing open and you don't have the gloves at all, you, you, those aren't in logic at all. So if we're talking about like sphere zero, maybe sphere one, I'm not sure exactly what the, uh, you know, scope of that would be, but it seems to me there's just going to be more locations available sooner in that, you know, very first part of play when you're in standard as opposed to open, which is going to have a couple less because of those situations I just described. That's my thinking. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of in the mm-hmm. same way of thinking that I would have assumed as well, but I have mm-hmm. no like evidence for anything. Yeah. I mean, I am speculating just to be clear. I'm not like reading an article of someone smarter than me. This is just him. So take all of that with a grain of salt, <laughs> but that's, that's my, that's my unofficial answer, I guess. I'd love to hear other people's thoughts on whether you you know maybe you have some evidence to back it up or some additional factors we hadn't thought of. Either way, the way that you can get in touch with us, um, as Unikitty did, and again, Unikitty, thank you for the question. Uh, we are on Twitter at GoModePodcast. Um, you can also email us, like Eki did, email at GoModePodcast.com. And another great way to get in touch with us is our Discord, uh, and we will have a link to join that in the description. Um, shout outs to all of our discord members um, you know talking with us about the episodes afterwards we have a lot of great conversation there about the topics of each episode that we don't even necessarily mention on the show because it's just kind of you know chatting the day after so if you want to get in on that conversation be sure to join the discord um let's see axe how can people get in touch with you yeah so still the best way is going to be through the discord or on twitch I know I talked last time about changing my name, but uh, apparently someone else has uh, is also Axial out there in the wide, wide universe. So uh, yeah. I will unfortunately stay who I have been and will continue to be uh, SA underscore Axial. That's a shame. That's a, that's a tragedy in three yeah. acts right there. Yep. Yeah. I'm still uh, for you just removing the underscore and calling yourself Saxial. <laughs> I, I did used to play the saxophone. So, yeah, see? You know, it's, Perfect. I love it. Perfect. Love it. 
Um, what about you, Herky? Uh, well, of course, I'm also always on the Discord, so uh, leave your questions, comments, rude things to say to me over there. And uh, you can watch me if I ever stream again in my life <laughs> on twitch.tv slash herfydurfy. Awesome. And uh, I am on Twitch as well, twitch.tv slash temp underscore. Uh, big shout out to anyone who's come and watched me play Rando in the past you know, few weeks or so. I've enjoyed uh, putting on music and having people drop in and just kind of chilling. That's, it's been fun. So um again at twitch.tv slash temp underscore what i do is i like set up the email notifications and if i happen to not be doing anything and i get an email i'll be like oh i'm gonna go check them out so if that's something you want to do maybe consider put on your uh consider putting on your email notifications for uh the three of us knuckleheads if you want to see us play some rando every now and then all right guys well you know what's next we've got uh climb in front of us yep we've got some climbing to do some gauntletting you could also say and then the man himself ganon pig himself oh yeah pig <laughs>